into the arms of Davis. And the superior team all season long was the superior team tonight. And the Kentucky coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny. Straight ahead. Ten. Five. Touchdown. And a rushing record for Benny Snell Jr. of Kentucky. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Welcome into the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. On today's episode, we will recap Kentucky's fourth straight victory as they defeated Vanderbilt on Tuesday, and then we will focus our attention to the Battle of the Blue Bloods this Saturday with the Kentucky Wildcats and the Kansas Jayhawks. But let's start with the game down in Nashville on Tuesday, where the Cats defeated the Commodores by a final score of 69-53. to Another stellar defensive performance, folks. John Calipari's bunch was able to hold Vanderbilt to their second lowest point total on the season and almost 30 points lower than their conference average. That is four straight games playing defense and rebounding at an elite level and is translated to four straight wins. In the last two weeks, the Wildcats have gone from a fringe top 100 in defensive efficiency to back in the top 60. Tuesday night, they were able to hold the home team to 18 of 55 from the field and only 6 of 17 from behind the arc. Only two players scored in double figures and Vanderbilt struggled to get open looks all night. While they did shoot over 90% from the free throw line, they were only able to get there 12 times in the game, which is much lower than their average. As I stated a minute ago, it was another dominating performance on the glass as the Cats won the rebounding battle 37-22. to This has quickly become the identity of this team and one that can be relied on come March. When you look at the offensive side of the ball, this might have been the most balanced the Wildcats have been all season with five players in double figures and a total of 17 assists as a team. It was a game you only saw 16 three-point attempts and six made, which was plenty of which was plenty during the game because they were able to get the ball to the basket anytime they wanted. Seemed like the Cats were living in the paint and Vandy had absolutely no way to stop it. Another component to this game is something that we have talked about in the past, and it's the importance of the quote-unquote middle eight, which is the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. You cannot afford to lose both of those segments because it makes it very difficult to win the game, especially when you are on the road. Well, the Wildcats ended the first half on a 9-4 run and opened up the second half on a 12-3 run before the first TV timeout. So in those eight minutes, the score was 21-7, and with 15 minutes left in the game, the Commodores found themselves down by 18. You absolutely love to see it. Sam, I want to bring you in here and I ask you to break down the individual performances from the Wildcats and then what were your biggest takeaways from this dominating performance on Tuesday night? Yeah, man. Thanks for bringing us in there. Good to be back after another Kentucky Wildcats victory within SEC play. Uh, You know, you love to see the growth this team continues to develop. It feels like we're stacking wins, but we're also stacking wins while each one is more in a resounding victory fashion. AJ, it feels like we're getting better and better and closer and closer to maybe what our our expectations were, AJ. So it feels good, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We've got a huge opportunity in front of us come this weekend. So uh, let's focus on the recap, obviously, of this Vandy team. And a, a team that, despite their overall record, now at 10-10 and 10 after their loss at home to the Kentucky Wildcats, is playing a lot better than their their record indicates, AJ. And I think we we recognize that. Um, you know, if you were tuned into the game, you could hear the announcer saying that it's not an easy task to beat this team. They love to score the basketball, AJ, and and that's what stands out to me. I mean, to hold a team that's averaging over eighty points in SEC play to fifty three 
is quite the feat and it's extremely impressive and when you ask me to break down the individual performances it, it really does come from all the guys that saw the floor aj they defended hard i, I mean the communication was on key you got a lot of energy i mean we only finished with two blocks but you know, you finish with a handful of steals, a lot of deflected passes, a lot of clogged lanes, and and just four shots, in my honest opinion, which was, um, you know, very exciting to see. I think even against some of the better teams we've played, AJ, our defense has been progressing and getting better, but we've let teams, you know, find their shot, and it's just more of our game strategy to not allow them to hit it. But, you know, we, we talked about it, AJ. Their two efforts were going to be get to the rim, get to the line and hit open shots. And when you break it down, I mean, did they get to the line? No, they, they went 11 for 12 was extremely efficient, but they only go to the line for 12 free throws. AJ, I think overall that's a victory when in the last three games prior, they had gotten to the line over 20 plus times in each of those events. Then you got to look at their three point shooting. I mean, they shoot six for 17. I think they would have loved to get over that 10 hump. Like if they if Andy going into that game AJ said we hit ten threes or more we're probably in this game and we we might even beat Kentucky but to only hit six that's not going to be deadly enough to be able to run up the score on us um, you know you, you saw at times Vandy couldn't really decide if they wanted to slow the game down or to play fast and I think that's where you know early in the game they said let's slow it down um, you know later in the game they said let's try to speed it up but I, I think what Kentucky did well was just dictate the pace, the play AJ. And that really threw Vandy and that offense for a loop because they could not quite find their rhythm at one point in the game. And um, it really shows obviously when the end, with the end score, I, I think the next biggest thing is we just didn't let them move the ball. They finished with five assists, AJ. That's, that's hardly ever going to bring your team to a victory. So really stands out to me. And when, we, like we said, when we talk about individual performances, five guys on this Kentucky Wildcats team finishing over double digits, AJ, I love, I keep having to say it, but I love what I'm seeing from Jacob Toppin, man. I mean, he finishes with 12 points. He's six for seven from the field, AJ. That efficiency continues to grow. He gets another double-double and fights for 10 rebounds. And there was times, AJ, where I know Oscar fights for every rebound, but Jacob was stealing some rebounds and getting after it. And I was really proud of the effort that I saw from him. Oscar does what Oscar does best. He comes down with 15 boards, or 13 boards, I believe, 15 points, AJ. And I just, I mean, the kid is just working as hard as ever, he's continuously getting double teamed and finding a way to impact game. He finishes with a couple of turnovers, if I'm not mistaken, AJ, one, maybe one or two, um, which happened right at the beginning of the game. But other than that, his ability to pass out of the traffic, pass out of the double team, it's continued to grow and it's made us a much better team because of it. Two more people I got to touch on case and Wallace, AJ, the elevation of case and Wallace is the direct correlation to Kentucky winning more basketball games. We now currently sit at 14 and 6, AJ. It's directly correlated to when John Calipari made the switch to Kaysom Wallace being our primary guard and ball handler. And the way that that kid can get into attack mode and break you down, and because of which he can do so, then facilitate for his teammates, has elevated the play of the Kentucky Wildcats exponentially. And he's one of those players, man, that we're going to go as far as Kaysen lets us, and we really need him to continue to elevate and continue to be in that attack mode because I, I think he's one of the more deadly guards in the league, AJ, but he has to be in that attack mode. I mean, I want him getting downhill. I want, like when he, he gets around those screens, gets downhill, he's so physical. He can, he can finish under duress and finish at the rim, but he can also stop and hit that mid-range jumper with the best of them, AJ, and, and now he's – learning to be that point guard, which he's never had to be in his life, AJ. So, you know, John Calipari is trying to transition him, but now his ability to create for his teammates, he might, especially this game, not have finished with, you know, a dozen or even a half dozen assists, but it's, it's that constant. He creates a shot. It opens up that opportunity. And what we're becoming a better team is we're getting that next pass, AJ, that next extra pass. So he might've not finished with a handful of assists, but if you go watch the game tape, 
he was creating for others, and, and it was special to see. And then the last guy, man. I mean, we all knew I was going to bring him up, but Antonio Reeves is just phenomenal, AJ. That kid, it took him a little, okay? It took him a little because he, he transitioned, obviously, and transferred from a smaller program, and it, it's taken him a little while to get used to the bright lights and the type of defense that he's facing, but he has quickly found his groove, AJ, now scoring again his third straight game over double digits. He finishes with 16 points, getting, honestly, the looks that he wanted at will and making some difficult floaters. I'll give you some credit, AJ. You said his next step in his basketball game is to develop that floater because he's a deadly shooter and he can get you off the dribble and take you to the rack. If he could be that perfect threat at all three levels of the game, and hit you with a deadly floater. He's tough to guard, and he is quickly proving it, AJ, hitting three floaters throughout that game, one of which was under double-team duress and still knocking it down. 7-14 from the field, 2-5 for five from three, AJ. A couple of rebounds and assists. I mean, the kid is elevating this game, and I, I can't believe John Calipari isn't starting him yet, but... You know, I, I know that's more of just a matchups type thing with, you know, the size that we've been going up against and the physicality that we've been dealing with within SEC play. But he is getting his minutes, man. I mean, he, he finishes with, you know, a, another night of 27 minutes, which is the fourth most on the team. So he's getting starters minutes. So I don't have anything to gripe there. But gosh, his elevation of play has been phenomenal. I love what I'm seeing. CJ finally starts to get a little more comfortability with his shooting rhythm, AJ. I know he's got that dislocated finger, but all in all, loved what I saw. The last person I got to bring up is our point guard, Severe Wheeler, AJ. I loved the energy energy that he brought to us. I mean, and we need it. I, I, I'm being honest. It, it, it's one of those games where I know we ended up winning by a resounding victory of 16 points, AJ, but there was times where you can't let a home team claw back into the game, especially when we're struggling to find baskets. I mean, we only finished with 69 points. It's not like we lit the roof off the place. So um, his ability to change the pace, to facilitate for his teammates and bring that energy w was special. And the one thing I got to read out to you, AJ, is his post-game quote after um, the game following the victory against Vandy, and he was asked about transitioning to this new role. And you've probably already seen this and heard this quote, AJ, but for our listeners, I thought this was pretty special because you and me have been you know, riding with our guy, especially during this difficult time as he transitions from you know, a four-year starter to now a role player, if you will. And he says, quote, you know, those guys who've been playing the past couple of games are the guys who've been winning games. That's the group that went and topped Tennessee. At the end of the day, we're at Kentucky. I'm playing with some really good players. Sometimes that's okay. You got to learn to live with that. And you got to learn to grow from it and be mature about it because those guys deserve to play as much as anybody else. Those guys are fighting in practice, working their tails off, paying attention to detail. They deserve it. Today, it was just my turn to kind of give us some energy. I did that. But you got to give all the credit to these guys because they were the ones who were with it and in it when I wasn't. I, I think that shows a ton of maturity and leadership from a guy that needs to continue to impact our play for us to do something special this year, AJ. And I mean, let's be honest. He, he might not be doing it in bunches. He might not be lighting the court up for 30 minutes a night but his play is going to be extremely impactful and we always talk about guard play is what wins you basketball games and what drives you deep into march so we need him aj no matter what we need him and i love the mentality he's gotten over that hump of adjusting to his new role and i think he's starting to really show that he can do it in multiple ways and still have a great impact on winning and the game and our team's overall atmosphere aj so Really liked what I saw from him. Some of the other guys were quoted about, you know, the, the utmost respect they have for CJ. Or, I mean, CJ said it, but for Severe. But um, just love what I'm seeing from this team. They're continuing to develop that continuity. They're de depending on each other, trusting one another. And you're, you're starting to see it paid off on the, the basketball court. But, um, you know, the last couple of things, AJ, I'll say, and I'll pass it back to you. But when you asked me my overall takeaways – it's got to be what you opened with. I mean, 
rebounding, AJ. We, we have shown that we are probably one of the best rebounding teams in the entire country, and I have a stat for all of you nerds here. Kentucky has 14 wins on the season, AJ, right? We have won 10 straight games when we beat our opponent on the rebounding margin by 10-plus. So 10 of our 14 wins are pretty directly correlated with our efforts and efficiencies on the glass. So, you know, it's definitely a bright spot for this Kentucky Wildcats team. I know it's led by Oscar Sheepway, but earlier in the year, AJ, we were a team that was struggling to rebound as a team. We were, we were mostly making Oscar do all of the work. And as, as a machine, he is, he, he can't, grab every single rebound aj we needed jacob we needed our guards we needed everyone to get involved they have done so and for it you're seeing us win basketball games and then the last thing that i've got to say was my key takeaway and i already kind of touched on it but it's our defensive effort aj and it's it's more so the energy and communication that we're playing with because i'm not kidding aj two weeks ago i'm sitting on my couch and i'm re-watching that south carolina game and we couldn't guard anyone. We looked like a bunch of, you know, pylons out there just getting ran over. And it was embarrassing. But our on-ball defending has elevated a ton. And it's because we trust one another, AJ. When you go back, it, what was happening is we're having constant defensive breakdowns because you don't trust the guy to do his job. So you're worried about his and your job. You're now watching our all-on-ball defending with confidence, which is great because the communication and the rotations are crisper than they've ever been because of that confidence and because of that communication and that trust factor. It's transcending all across all levels of our basketball court, and it's really starting to elevate our play, AJ. So I I love what I see. But, again, beat if 10-10 and now, but at the time 10-9 and Vandy team, I don't need to overhype this basketball team in Kentucky. But – I'm liking what I'm definitely all together at the best 40 minutes of basketball I've seen. I'd have to ask you, AJ, do you care to argue, or do you think that was one of the better performances Kentucky's been able to stretch for the entirety of the 40 minutes? And if so, where do you think we best stood out that helped us get that victory? Yeah, Sam, it's all about the defense, man. Everything that we have done in this four-game winning streak has been attributed to what we do on defense. and. <clears throat> I thought we did another tremendous job. I mean, we outlined the game plan coming in, Sam. Two guards, Ty Lawrence and Ezra Manjin. And we talked about the fact that they're not three-point shooters. They are going to try to take it to the basket at will. And they couldn't get there. They just they just couldn't do it. And so then you have two three-point shooters that were our main concerns, and that was Stute and Jordan Wright. And they go a combined one for 12 from the three-point line. So right there, there's your two biggest X factors on defense, and you executed those to perfection. And you do that plus the rebounding effort that's going on right now. And it's, it's limiting the second-chance opportunities that teams get. We're able to switch almost every position now. And the one thing, Sam, that me and you really haven't talked about a whole ton, but I got to bring it up. Let's go back to the beginning of the season, Sam. Oscar Sheboy was getting exposed on the high pick and roll defense, and he couldn't 100%. defend it. And it's night and day now, Sam, and it's it's completely Truly. shored up our defense. We We understand what our assignment is every single night as a team. And they're going out there and executing it at a high level. And so th- this is the, the combination of doing those things, and, and these are the results that you start to get. And, and you're starting to see all these pieces come together. And, I mean, Sam, you, you, you said earlier, you know, they would have liked, Vanderbilt would have liked to get a couple more three-pointers. But I'll counter that and say, if you really think about it, they had one guy, Dia, who hits a couple like crazy threes. Without those, he was going nuts. Without those, Sam, th- this could be a twenty-plus point victory. And so, I mean, you're splitting hairs at that point, but I think it just it, it paints a picture of how good the Kentucky Wildcats were on Saturday. And you know, th- the things that stick out to me outside the defense, Sam, and the the way that we executed the game plan. How about John Calipari? calling a timeout before the end of the first half, drawing up a play and getting us a bucket. I mean, you are seeing the confidence, the swagger, all of the talent 
this is what we had envisioned at the beginning of the season, Sam. This is the team. And you brought it up, Severe Wheeler. We'll keep talking about him. But, you know, him and Coach Calipari and the other players touched on it. It's not, and we touched on it too. That's not an easy transition to make. And the kid's done it in a week and accepted his role and started to now thrive in it. And so that is another good sign of things to come. And it's all really starting to come together. I mean, sure, Vanderbilt's not the greatest opponent in the world, but they have been getting better, are a better team than what they have been the past few years. And like we said, Sam, you don't show up to play and you go on the road in the SEC or even if you're at home in the SEC and you get beat. So you got to come in and execute the game plan and play at a high level to win these games. And that is exactly what the Kentucky Wildcats are doing. And what's most promising about it, Sam, is the fact that now this is four games in a row. This is two weeks in a row now. And we're trending in the same direction, which which is up. So there wasn't the hiccup in there, and there wasn't this ugly game where you thought, okay, is this is this really real, or like is this we just are playing really well for a couple games? I think you're starting to see this sustained success of what this team is is right now and where it's going, and so that's got to leave all Big Blue Nation very happy in the rest of the country. You know they're not going to want to talk about it, Sam. They 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 buried Kentucky and put him in a grave a month ago, okay? And nobody wants to talk about the fact that we are a preseason top five team, and we have all the talent in the world with the reigning national player of the year on our team, and they don't even want to. You know, oh yeah, we're the first four out. Now we're the don't first four in. Don't get back on the train now. Don't yeah, get back on the train. Exactly. So we don't need you. A hundred percent, but uh, just add a couple things. But Sam, you broke down the game very well, and and that was really all I wanted to add. I mean, I guess the last thing I'll say is, you know, qu- quite a quite a weird game. You know, not like the normal Kentucky basketball games. Not a lot of free throws, not a lot of fouls being called. So it went by really fast, Sam, and that's because there were none of those fouls called just keeps on going and going. We rebounded super well. They're not able to get second chance points, things of that nature. So, you know, game was over an hour and 40 minutes, which was great because it was a nine o'clock start, uh, eight o'clock central time, your, your time zone. But, uh, yeah, so great action on Tuesday night and, uh, you know, bada bing, bada boom. When I walk in the room, that's a 16 point road victory in conference play. We're two games over 500 in conference And, you know, Sam, I think it's time to dive in to the most anticipated matchup of all season for the Kentucky Wildcats when they welcome in Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks. It's no debate that these are two of the most historic programs in all of college basketball with the combined 4,690 victories and 12 national championships. In fact, the Jayhawks are the defending national champion and will look to end the Wildcats' four-game win streak and snap a three-game skid of their own. The revenge factor will be real as last season, Kentucky went on the road to Allen Fieldhouse and handed Kansas one of their worst losses at home in school history. They will be looking to reverse the role and do something that not a lot of teams have been able to do, and that's win in Rupp Arena. Despite the three-game losing streak, this is a Kansas team that still finds themselves with the top 10 national rank. Their only losses on the season have come to Tennessee, top 10, Kansas State, top 10, TCU, top 15, and Baylor, top 20. If anything, the recent losses will provide them with more more motivation to get back on track with a win. As we record today on Friday, Kentucky is anywhere from a one-point underdog to a two-point favorite, depending on where you bet, so we'll call it a good old-fashioned pick Total on the game sits at 142.5 as of right now. And if you've watched Kansas play this year, you know that they play what most people would consider a quote-unquote small ball lineup as all five players in their starting lineup find themselves between six foot one and six foot eight. In doing so, the Jayhawks Jayhawks have excelled both offensively and defensively, sitting inside the top 25 for both efficiency metrics. 
With their quickness and ability to switch defensively, they have been able to hold teams well below the national average in shooting percentage. They block shots and create turnovers at a high rate, which allows them to push the ball in transition and get the ball into their playmaker's hands. Offensively, Kansas has four different players averaging double double digits, led by junior forward Jalen Wilson, who averages a cool 21.4 points per game. Sam, can you break down this Kansas Jayhawks roster for us? And then I have two questions for you. One, what are the keys on defense for the Wildcats in this game to slow down Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, and the other players on the Kansas Jayhawks? And then two, do the Kansas Jayhawks have an answer for the big O? Because if they don't, this game could look a lot like last year. Yeah, I mean, you'll be able to hear it in my voice, y'all, but I am absolutely amped up for this matchup, AJ. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere in Rupp Arena, one of which I wish I was in attendance for. Unfortunately, I will not be, but it's going to be a special one, AJ. Like you said, two historic programs, Kansas, unfortunately, for the time being, the all-time winningest college basketball program. They've got us beat by six total wins current year-to-date AJ, so we're nipping on their heels. Uh, All-time matchup AJ, Kentucky taking the lead 24-10 to wins. And the series, as of the Big 12 SEC Challenge, AJ, is currently at 2-2, to this being the last scheduled matchup between the two. So, um, you know, winner takes all in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, if you will, AJ, but it's going to be a special event, and I'm extremely excited. And nobody should be fooled because just for the fact that Kansas is on a three-game losing skid is no indication as to them trending in the wrong direction. They have lost three tough games, AJ. You said it. They have not lost to a team outside of the top 20 That KSU, as in Kansas State, loss, AJ, was on the road. They lose in overtime by one point. They had an opportunity to win it several times. TCU is a blowout. I think that's a hangover effect, and that's a good team, AJ. TCU is poised for a very deep run in March. And then you go over to Baylor, who, in my honest opinion, is one of the top teams in the entire country. They've got the best guard play in the entire country, AJ, and they lose another close one on the road. So do not sit here and think, oh, we're getting a team that's trending in the wrong direction because that that is not the case and you are going to be for a rude awakening. But when we break down this team, you already hinted it. They've got two kids that are extremely special, one of which, and Jalen Wilson, is a lottery surefire thing, AJ, and the kid can score at will. Next is Grady Dick, who is a bucket getter, and the next NCAA great villain. But I know in Lawrence, he is beloved, and he is really starting to find his rhythm. AJ, kid's a knockdown shooter. He's shooting over 43% from the three-point line, and he can break it down as well. He's a solid facilitator, gets a couple assists a game, and he's a hell of a rebounder, AJ. I mean, with that size... He really can get on the boards, averaging over five rebounds a game. You get a lot of help from other supporting cast stars that are in that starting five that has been realistically, A.J., the majority of their playing minutes. You said it. They play small ball, but it's specifically driven by those two guys and Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson. As I've broken down this tape, A.J., as I have looked at the way Kansas plays, they feed off of each other, and... You know how we keep talking about microwaves, AJ? They are one big oven. And when one turns on and it's cooking up to 350, the entire team is in that oven and, they, and, and they're feeding off each other. And it's really something special to watch. When you, you ask the questions as to how can Kentucky and if can Kentucky slow down Jalen Wilson and specifically Grady Dick, my honest answer is, AJ, they are bucket getters, and they are going to get points regardless. 
and I can guarantee you that no matter what our defensive effort and strategy is going into this game against those two guys, they are still going to be able to score on us because they are both NBA talents and that's how you can score at the next level. You know, Jalen Wilson, AJ, is averaging over 21 points a game. Rarely can a team actually shut him down. So I more poise the answer to your question, AJ. I do not think we have to shut these two guys down. We have to limit what they're able to do, but it's realistically going to come down to shutting their other three starters down, who, might I add, are extremely great options. Dejon Harris Jr., AJ, is another over 40% three-point shooter. He's averaging just south of 10 points a game, but he can exactly be one of those microwave situations and feed off of the energy of his team. Then we move over and we got KJ Adams, AJ. He's there forward. He's averaging over 10 points a game, grabs a healthy amount of rebounds, and he really plays with some physicality down low. Like we said, they play with a small ball lineup, but do not think that this is a team you can necessarily push around. I'll get to your question on Oscar Sheboy, but it's going to be a hell of an opportunity for him. Defensively, AJ, this is going to be our best challenge yet. More so than anyone we've matched up against because these guys are individuals that can break you down and they have late shot opportunities. When you play a team like this, you, you have to avoid the back-breaking possessions. And what I mean by that is you can't allow to have an amazing defensive effort for the majority of the shot clock and then get broken down with five seconds left and give up a tough basket. You fought too hard in that possession, and that's what this team is really good at doing because they have late shot opportunities in Jalen Wilson and Grady Dick that can basically go get their bucket when they need to, AJ. What I'm challenging the Kentucky Wildcats, all five – have to defend at an elite level, and we have to guard the perimeter. We can't let this team try to run up the score and run us out of the building because they will do so, and they love to do it, AJ. We have to communicate, and like we've been doing the last couple of games, be willing to switch at all costs because you cannot let them get free because when they get free shots, they will kill you. Defense, 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 but more so in that defensive conversation, AJ, is exactly what I just broke down against that Vandy game, rebounding. I said it. Ten games this year, AJ, ten of our 14 games, we have won because we've had a 10-plus margin on the rebounding category. We have to out-rebound this team, and that starts with Oscar Sheboy. So I'm getting to your next question because Oscar Sheboy and company, including Jacob Toppin, have to be extremely physical on the boards, and we have to show – why playing small ball is not exactly going to work against these Kentucky Wildcats. Oscar Sheboy is coming in as the number one offensive rebounder in the entire country, AJ, and that's exactly what he's got to do. He's got to fight for second positions, and we cannot lose that marginal battle. This is a team, AJ, in the Kansas Jayhawks. When they get second opportunities, they're knocked down. They love to hit that off-the-rebound three-pointer. They shoot the clip over 50% from three after an offensive rebound, AJ. We have to fight and get rebounds and limit those opportunities on the offensive board. And then we got to move into it. The actual answer to your question, AJ, can the Kansas Jayhawks slow Oscar Sheboy down? I'll be honest. Indicators and the analytical numbers support? No, they, they can't. And it's going to be quite the tall task. Kentucky's win against Vandy, despite the level of play of which Vandy is at a 10-10 and 10 team, was the most impressive win to me so far. The reasoning, AJ, is it was yet another way in which the Kentucky Wildcats found to win a game different than they have in the past. They only went to the, the free throw line, AJ, twice. They shot two free throws. They went one for two, AJ. And no one thought that if we didn't get to the line, then we could win, AJ. And we, we found a different way to win. Again, Oscar Sheway did not carry us in the points category, and we were still able to find a way to victory. That's what we're probably going to have to do against this Kansas Jayhawks team. They are going to have to try to double, AJ, because they do not have anyone that can play one-on-one -on -one against him on the defensive end. So when they bring the help, 
Oscar has shown in the last couple of weeks, AJ, his ability to elevate his play and pass out of the double team is the reasoning why we're winning basketball games. He's going to have to continue that play. He cannot be turning the ball over offensively, and he has to take care of our possessions because, let's be honest, Bill Self is smart enough. He knows that he cannot go up against Oscar Sheebway in one-on-one scenarios. He tried to do it last year, and look how it played out. One of the best performances I've seen live in my entire lifetime. I'm praying that maybe they test the waters again, but I would like to believe they are going to have to double him. So that's going to come to our our rotation, our passing ability, and our finish under duress. Because once Oscar passes out of there, AJ, we can't let the ball get sticky. We got to keep it hot, keep it moving, and find the open shooter. I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas's game plan, AJ, is to clog the lane, to put Oscar in duress in doubles and triple situations, and make us settle for jump shots. I bet you they think that they can beat us if we're settling for jump shots because we are not the most effective shooting team. I will I will take that, AJ. I will take that. But that automatically requires our guards and CJ, Antonio, and Kaysen to elevate their play. And I'm looking specifically to two. CJ and Kaysen have to have a more effective night, AJ. Kaysen's coming off of a little less efficient nights in the last two games. All year long, he's been one of the most effective and efficient three-point shooters, not only for this Kentucky Wildcats team, but coming into two weeks ago, or two games ago, AJ, Casey Wallace was the number one three-point shooter out of all point guards in the entire country. He needs to continue to be in attack mode and be effective. Don't be afraid to pull that trigger. It's almost, AJ, I swear, it's almost like one of those scenarios where John Calipari is screaming at Tyrese Maxey for the entire country to hear, shoot it, Tyrese! Because, Kaysen, you got to have some some faith and you got to start being aggressive and shoot the ball because good things happen when you do. You can take us to that next level and we need you to step up against this Kansas Jayhawks team that is dominated by their guard play. So, Overall, it's going to come down to defense, rebounding, and keeping that ball hot when we're out there offensively, AJ. Don't let it get sticky. Do not get trapped because that's what they're going to try to do against Oscar Sheway in the low post. But I still want the ball to go into Oscar, AJ, because good things happen when he touches it, and that's how we need to initiate our offense. Whether they bring the double team or not, that's how we need to start our offense. The last thing that I'm going to say before I pass it over to you, which will be kind of poised in a question, AJ, is, shoot, what kind of style of play do you want us to go to be able to keep a team in the Kansas Jayhawks a bay from a much-needed win after a three-game losing streak? This is a team that has proven that they can shoot and play with the best of them, AJ. Their net efficiency Kimpom rating for offense efficiency is just inside the top 25 at number 25. Their defensive adjusted efficiency is inside the top 20 at number 16, AJ. Every single national champion, except for two in the last 12 years, has had a top 20 offensive efficiency team and a top I think 30 defense efficiency team. This is the defending national champion and the Kansas Jayhawks. Where and what do we need to do? What kind of style of play do we need to package together to be able to get a home victory and one that can really help the Kentucky Wildcats resume come March? Yeah, Sam, I think for the Kentucky Wildcats, it's really just continuing to build upon what you've done the last four games. Uh, We talked about it at length there about the Vanderbilt game, but it's all it's all built around defense and rebounding, Sam. And honestly, you go through the numbers and you start to dissect this game, and there's just one massive mismatch in this game, and it's rebounding. It really is, and it's because of what the Kentucky Wildcats have become over the course of the last couple of weeks. And I don't think that Kansas is going to have enough to be able to bang bodies for 40 minutes with this Kentucky Wildcats team. They, I'm not saying they're soft at all, but 
this is a different type of physicality that that we play with and have been playing with in our league. And I know their league is great, but you see what we're doing to the teams in our league right now. I, I don't see why there's any reason why we can't out-rebound the Kansas Jayhawks like that. But it, it does open up one key area for me and it's it's centered around Oscar Sheboy Sam and we talked about the mismatch that he's going to have on the offensive side of the ball now they're going to have to make a decision do you want to double team him do you want to play him straight up one-on-one with Grady Dick or Jalen Wilson be my guest because they're not going to be able to guard him so let's go back to last year real quick with the amount of attention that they put on Sheboy and they had McCormick last year so he's a big body in there but Sam who was the one guy last year who got free because he was getting the looks at the at the free throw line and and whatnot? And it that was, was Jacob Toppin. Well, no, it was Jacob Toppin, but it was Keon Brooks. Man, Keon Brooks ended yeah. with twenty five points in that game, and that's what happens when you have to put too much attention on a big man like Oscar Shibwe, and they have guards who can can stay close to our guards and maybe not let them get off at at a high rate. But that other area where we have guys like Chris Livingston, Jacob Toppin now more in that prominent role than he was in last year, those two guys I think are going to be a really big key to this game. If Toppin can knock down his mid-range game like he has been, dude, I could see him having a 20-plus point game like that because the court is going to open up for a player like that in a game like this because of the size mismatch and what Kansas is going to have to do on possessions against the Kentucky Wildcats. Because if they just want to play us five-on-five straight up and not not give help and things like that, we're going to cook them. It it just You cannot guard Oscar Shibwe like that unless you're just conceding that we'll give you twos and we're just going to outscore you. And I don't necessarily know if that's how Bill Self wants to to play basketball. So that is one dynamic I'm really looking forward to. And then you flip it over, Sam, and let's talk about our defense. And more specifically, Oscar Shibwe is going to have to guard either Grady Dick or Jalen Wilson. And these guys are going to be able to break him down off the dribble from the three-point line. So you're going to have a conflict there on defense, and we are going to have to really understand our assignments and what we're doing out there because that's a way that they can break us down because they can spread out the floor and pull Oscar away from the basket. So you know that's what Bill Self is going to try to do. They're going to try to pull away Oscar from the basket, get him into a position where he has to guard a guy one-on-one, and because of their lineup and the way they play small, you know they don't need a traditional big man down low. So it's just like Oscar's going to have to figure out, and he's really going to have to lock in to his defensive game plan from the coaching staff on how do we want you to defend. And, you know, I would assume they're going to have to tell him, hey, they're going to pull you out, so you need to do your best to stay in front. You're going to have help from the weak side, and you just got to do your best to contain these guys without fouling. And, Sam, I think you brought up a great point. It's Jalen Wilson's going to score. And Grady Dick has had games where he is a monster, and then he's had games where he looks more like a freshman at times because he is, even though he's a great player. So I think the key is building your defense in this game around stopping Jalen Wilson, and then 1A is Grady Dick. And then the other three guys, McCullers, K.J. Adams, and the point guard, um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, but anyways, uh, you gotta make those guys beat you. Like you gotta make, you can't let the big guys get going and let it trickle down to the other guys. So even, even if those guys are starting to get theirs and Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson, you can't let the other guys get going. And Dewan Harris is an experienced point guard who can shoot the three ball. Well, like you said, Sam, and he is good at getting his teammates involved and running mm-hmm. that fast break. So I'm really, yeah. I'm just really intrigued at these matchups because at times, Sam, you're going to maybe have a guy like Cason Wallace trying to defend Grady Dick or a Jalen Wilson. And you know that Kansas yeah. is going to do everything they can to try to get the match, the matchups that they want on offense so they can yep. break us down. And so we're going to have to communicate better than we have all season. 
we're going to have to help each other on defense as good as we have all season. And then we have to rebound the basketball. You cannot allow them to get second chance points. That's where this game, in my opinion, can be won for the Kentucky Wildcats. You do not allow them to get second chance opportunities. And then you capitalize on your second chance opportunities. And that's where you can start to pull away in this game. Because outside of that, Sam, it's it's a lot of the same with they're efficient on offense, we're efficient on offense, they're def- efficient on defense, we're becoming a you know back up to that top level of defensive efficiency team. So, you know, I think it's going to be one hell of a game, and it that is. that's really where I'm my my whole focus is is what does Bill Self do? with defending Oscar Shibway and then what do John Calipari and the Wildcats decide to do on defense themselves to combat this small lineup that well, yeah. the Kansas Jayhawks are going to play. Yeah, but you know, they they're going to get favorable matchups because either way they're going to get us put in situations where, you know, we're giving up size because Casey Wallace despite him being one of the best on-guard defenders in college basketball getting switched on to Grady Dick or, or Jalen Wilson at 6'8", he's giving up size there. Or, or they're going to put us in scenarios where Oscar Sheepway, despite his size and length, he can't move the same way as Jalen Wilson or Grady Dick. So don't get me wrong. Bill Self will find creative ways to get this Kansas team into solid, favorable positions offensively, AJ. And we can sit here and stress about the X's and O's and the matchups that we're trying to get or – not get put up against but at the end of the day aj it's a willingness to fight we've talked about it all season but every single guy one through five on the floor at all times has to be locked in communicate and be willing to fight defensively because i don't care if you're giving up size or if you're giving up athleticism you got to fight and you got to do it without fouling this is a team aj that moves the ball extremely well kansas averages over 17 assists a game Let's be honest, that's that's some of the best numbers in college basketball, AJ. They they move the ball well, and that's because, I'll keep saying it, they got shot creators. So you beat your guy, you don't settle for a jumper, you move it, and you find someone that's more open. It's going to be our ability to defensively rotate and communicate and fight, AJ. And I, I love the way you broke that down, but I know the matchups are going to be there all night, and both head coaches are going to be trying to find those matchups, but... I hope the overarching theme that John Calipari is walking into Rep Arena with for our Kentucky Wildcats is we got to worry about the matchups, but at some point you have to just fight. And I don't care who you are or who you're guarding, you got to guard with an intensity that you haven't had all season, even more so than that Tennessee game, AJ, because that was some of the best defending I've seen, and we got to have even more. And the last thing I'll say, AJ, and it's the biggest X factor in the entirety of the game, is Rupp Arena is going to have 27,000, the number one attendance for 30 years running, and they are going to be going berserk, AJ. That crowd has to, at times, keep us in the game, or at times, push us over the ledge. They've got to be engaged, loud, rowdy, and it's going to be so fun to watch, but this, this truly will be a top atmosphere in college basketball this season i'm sure it'll be the number one watch college basketball so far and i just cannot wait but rup arena and big blue nation and the fans in attendance truly are an x factor because it can make all the difference in the world look kansas got punched in the absolute jaw aj when we were there last year you don't think everything in their fiber wants to punch us straight back our home court arena our turf, we've got to defend it, and then we've got to prove that we can do so against a very good top 10 team, if not, arguably in my opinion, I know they've lost a few AJ, top five team in the entire country. So what an opportunity. Yeah, Sam, and I think it's it's kind of funny how it works. And, you know, I mean, obviously we knew this game was coming up, but, you know, we all thought that we would have a better start to the season. We didn't really capture that non-conference win that we desperately wanted at the beginning of the season to put on our resume and lo and behold come end of january you have a gift wrap present that just shows up on your door and if you're willing to go out there and get it and and you can take it and so 
you know, there's been a lot of talk about, hey, maybe the Cats won't make the tournament and they're kind of on the outside looking in and everything like that. Well, you know, let's just take the last two weeks. You you combine that with a win over Kansas and then with, within a couple of weeks, you have a win over a top five Tennessee, a top 10 Kansas. You go on the road and beat a Vanderbilt team and you win at home against a team in Texas A&M who was undefeated in conference play and then after the loss to you goes on the road and gets a, a win against an Auburn Tigers team. So you're looking at a Kentucky Wildcats team who just went from outside of the tournament to potentially back close to the top 25, potentially in the top 25 come Monday if they're able to get this win. So it's an absolutely huge opportunity. And I got to say, I think the Kentucky Wildcats will be able to fight on Saturday. I can't guarantee a W, but I'll tell you one thing. They ain't, they're they not going to lay down, and it's going to be a battle on Saturday night. So if you're in the arena, go nuts. If you're at home, go nuts. The guys need you. They need the support, and we know that Rupp Arena will be rocking. Lexington will be rocking on Saturday. A huge recruiting weekend. There is going to be a ton of recruits on campus this week for football, all sorts of things. There is the awesome fan fest going on in Lexington as well. So you can go and uh, meet some of the players on the football team and the women's volleyball team. And that's all set up through the new NIL uh, stuff they got going on, Sam, um, the 15 club. And, and um, so it should be a pretty awesome day down in Lexington. You know, pretty jealous we're not going to be there, but we'll be here cheering them on. But uh, let's cap it all off on Saturday night with a dominating victory against the Kansas Jayhawks to let everybody in college basketball know that we're back. And John Calipari ain't going nowhere. And you're just mad because we go to your town and we beat your team. Isn't that right, Sam? Damn straight. All right, guys. Well, that's about all we have for tonight. We are looking forward to the matchup tomorrow night. We'll get the episode out for you all this Friday night. So guys will have a day or so to prepare for the big matchup, break it all down with us, listen to what we have to say and our thoughts on this matchup between the Kentucky Wildcats and the Kansas Jayhawks. Sam, appreciate your time tonight. Appreciate everybody listening and go Cats. See y'all. There's only one thing left to say. Oh. C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.